Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to episode 286 of Forces on I'm Dale Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn from Prime in the building. We're talking today, uh, position breakdown, it's the tight end position. Uh, I think uh, if we're going to talk about the tight end position, this is the first time in a long time we've we're not bringing up Zach Ertz. Uh, it's it's actually a great opportunity for Dallas Goddard. But overall, I mean, I think the the tight end position is going to be very interesting. Um, if you think if you're talking about who's going to be tight end two, tight end three, how many tight ends we're going to bring this year to the table, uh, the the possible transition of uh, well, it is a transition of J. Jaw to the tight end position. Um, so, I mean, you know, overall, how are you guys feeling about the tight end position? Before we get oh, into it? to be honest with you, over the moon, Gail. I'm over I'm the over. Moon. Yeah, I. Okay. If I'm looking at this tight end position, obviously our our golden era is the Zach Ertz Dallas Goddard years. But I I love Dallas Goddard's ability. I was saying it while Zach Ertz was still here. I think that he is a more complete tight end. I'm not saying better i'm just saying as far as the tight end position is considered i think he's more complete uh he, he's he's able to give those blocks he's able to shed um tackles uh which is something that obviously zach Ertz would struggled here but you know still had a hell of a career um but if you just look at the depth of these guys man like i feel like tight end uh is a kind of somewhat of a tough position to come by in the nfl and the fact that we have i would say a top five arguably tight end as our starter followed by a uh, very deep um, uh, roster b- beneath them. I'm, I'm happy with it, man. I, I really think that we have one of the better tight end groups in the entire league. I, I like, I like the way you starting off there, F. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the way we started off realizing that Zach Ertz is no longer part of the roster. I mean, it's already strange, you know what I mean? With the fact that he's in Arizona now and, here we got Dallas Goddard and six other guys that are pretty much have to step up to the table, you know what I mean, to go ahead and uh, complete this um this spot for the tight ends. I didn't even realize, you know, until until the beginning of the show that we had seven on the on the roster, seven tight ends. I mean, that's a lot. It's like we're stacked all over the place. So, you know, the the pre the offseason is gonna be really tough to go ahead and uh decide who's gonna go ahead and be like, you know, the the, the legit people in, in, in these spots so um you know it's going to be interesting man but i'm also looking you know like like evan i'm also looking forward to seeing what these guys are going to bring to the table 
Dallas Goddard, excited about him, man. You know, the chemistry he's got with the team in general is real big. Uh, you know, he's got a great relationship with uh, his boy. Um, and, you know, it, it's it, it leads all the way into the season. Like, so just having that attitude, you know what I mean, it's, it's going to play a big role. Uh, you know, so I'm like with you guys. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what these guys are all about this season. Uh, shout out to the people that are in the chat. Uh, on a Friday, I mean, most people are getting ready to gear up to go party, maybe go down to the shore, maybe uh, do some grilling. Hit a bar. Eat yeah. dinner. Eat dinner. Ho- ho- hopefully Prime 8 already. Um, I'm going to be hangry by the end of the show. No, I haven't, I haven't eaten either. Yeah. Uh, but AJ in the comments is saying Dallas needs to concentrate on his hands. He will be awesome. She's saying hope Tyree comes back. Um, we, we got some more love from Tyree for Tyree Jackson. Mm-hmm. I'll shout out to Todd. Um, and I think uh, we've got we to shout out an upper bird gang. Uh, but, I don't. I mean, I, I, obviously, we're, we're deep at tight end. Uh, obviously, people want to talk about Tyree Jackson, but I don't want to sweep Dallas Goddard underneath of the uh, underneath of the rug already. I mean, if I'm just looking at his stats, this is a guy that has improved every single year he's been in the league. And obviously, he was fighting for targets while Zach Ertz was here. But last year, as Zach Ertz leaves, I mean, 56 receptions, 830 yards. Four, t- uh, four touchdowns. Um, that is very impressive uh, in my mind, especially when you're considering that, you know, we as a fan base uh, were critical of Jalen Hurts last year, but he Dallas Goddard ended up being one of his favorite targets, which I think is a great connection for him to form. Uh, I think year two of Dallas Goddard and Jalen Hurts can be something special, man. I'm, I'm smelling a, a thousand yard season. Yeah, Dallas Goddard uh, to me, um, it, and it's it's weird that we're here because if y'all if y'all have been sticking with us, Dallas Goddard even before Dallas Goddard was on this team was a you guy that I wanted on the, the Eagles and to forecast what he might be. Uh, and here we are, and uh, Zach Hurts is out of the picture, and it, it's all come to fruition. And Dallas Goddard, you know. He's in his fifth year. Uh, in the, it was kind of it was interesting because I, I didn't realize Dallas was, was twenty seven uh, in a Tybo class. But I, I think <laughs> you know, just thinking about Dallas Goddard, it's it's just it, this is his opportunity to shine. You talk about being a running offense and, and not getting as much targets as I think he needs to be fed. I think he's got a great opportunity um, to get um, targets and get those one on ones. And I think he should be a solid force in the middle of the field and i think dallas and jalen have to get that 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 connection going early and often when you mention how dallas goddard is 27 years old are you saying that with like you think he's getting up there like time flies man you you, 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 27 old now Bro, come on! I'm I'm 27. No, <laughs> but bro, he's, been, he's been here five years. Yeah, no, that that part is is kind of shocking. I mean, I remember when and to touch on your point, there was really one guy. He was obviously the draft after we got Carson Wentz, um, and he was the first pick that we had because we traded all, all of our assets in order to grab Carson in the previous year. But I remember in the pre-draft process. Um, I, we came to you and we're like, you know, you're the, you know, the college players better than we do. Give, give, give us some names. You, you gave me one name off the bat. <laughs> Dallas got it, bro. We ended up drafting him. So, uh, you know, the, the rest is history. I think he's a, uh, a great tight end. He's obviously has elite hands. Uh, dude, I, I just, 
I don't know how we feel out the rest of this roster. It's got, it's going to be kind of uh it's going to be a bloodbath who gets tight end two and the rest of the positions. Yeah. I mean, he, all right. Yeah. He's in his fifth year. I mean, to me, that doesn't really matter as much, you know I mean? Because of the fact that, you know, the, the kid, he plays his ass off. So I like, you know, that, that pretty much overpowers all the other bullshit. Um, you know, so, I mean, I, I think he's still got, I think he's still got a good four or five years left in him, man. I think, you know, he, he's his physique. Um, again, I mentioned his attitude, like all that stuff plays a factor, you know, how far you go in the NFL. Um, you know, and with Zach not being here no more, you know, he's definitely uh, in that role now to go ahead and shine. And he started it off well last year. I mean, he did play that one game, you know, and I always mention the Jets game because it was a great game. But I mean, Dallas Goddard was a, was a great, you know, was the majority of the target that game. And he played his ass off. I mean, I think we were all gunning for him to like go over 100 receiving yards that game. Like it's that type of like that type of attitude in that game. You know, I mean, he was excited. He was like asking for the ball the whole time. So I'm looking forward to seeing him, you know, I mean, do his thing regardless on how many how long he's been in the NFL. I know he dealt with uh, concussions and um, and I, I think he's a, he, he had COVID last year as well. But I feel like I think it, it's, it's his time to shine. It is definitely his time to shine. I think people in the comments have been uh, thoroughly backing Dallas. Um, I mean, I mean, moving right along. I mean, I think this is where it gets interesting for me. I feel like, like who's going to be that tight end too? Like, you, 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 there's. I mean, we can go. Uh, any one of these guys could be. Tight That's end, what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like too. it's going to be a bloodbath. One second, real quick. I just had to bring this point up. <laughs> this is this is the peak age. So this is the age, uh, according to this graph, uh, that the t- the respective tight end how like their best season. Uh, so at age 25 seems to be the golden year for tight ends in the NFL. But if you're looking at this bell curve, honestly, as you start to slope down into the 30s, there's still some productive seasons there. That's that's essentially the point I'm trying to get across. I think tight end is relatively not an old man's position, but it's a hell of a lot older than a running back. You can, you can last a lot longer than a running back. I think I think you can last into your low 30s as a tight end, man. So, so you're saying that uh, Dallas's peak is going down? I'm saying that Dallas is still in <laughs> his peak era. That's what I'm saying. I, I still think it's it's, it's, it's going to go even higher because we're talking about that production, sharing the field with Zach, which has been a thing the last couple of years. I feel like uh, it's a perfect opportunity for him to just – this is this is the breakout, breakout season. I thought – I mean, he was on pace – the way he was playing last year, he was on pace for a thousand yard season. If you mm-hmm. in, in a seventeen game season, um, but like again, we talk about this tight end two position. I mean, we're just gonna throw guys out here, not saying who's gonna be tight end two yet, because it's gonna be a it's gonna be a battle. Um, but we'll we'll go with the elder state elder statesman. But I think he's 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 a I would say he was would be the Greg Ward of the tight end group. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> We're talking about Richard Rogers, uh, two two hundred fifty seven pounds, six four. You know he's he's a big dude. He he's a guy that is reliable when you call him off the streets. <laughs> if you need a reliable tight end, if someone gets injured, if somebody goes down, Richard Rogers is a guy that you can call on to be your tight end three or a guy who can uh, who who has. Um, he's a guy that you can rely on. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on Richard Rogers? 
I, I think you pretty much nailed it on the head. I mean, I think that I agree. He he is comparable to Greg Ward in the fact that he was the guy to step up when we really needed him from the tight end position. But with that being said, I really can't think of many times that come to mind where Richard Rodgers let us down. I, I think of a bunch of more times where Richard Rodgers starts off a game with like he has the first three receptions of the game and he gets the momentum of the offense going. Um, that's the Richard Rodgers I remember. So like as, as far as Richard, I think he's a good tight end. I don't think he's one of the, you know, top flight, top 30 tight ends in the league. He's not a starter, I don't think. But as far as um, the, the best backup tight end of the league, he's up there, bro. I think I think he's, he's up. And AJ, thank you for the compliment. That's going to carry me for the rest of the week. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm a big fan of Dick Rod. All right. You know what I mean? The, the guy's clutch. He comes in here, he does the job. Uh, third down conversions, he's big on. And it's like you said, he's the Greg Ward of the team. You know what I mean? Well, he's the second Greg Ward of the team. Um, you know, he, you can count on him to come in here and do the plays. You can count on him to come in here and fill in the roster spot when somebody goes down. Um, you know, got the got the pleasure of meeting him at the Eagles Autism. Tall dude, big dude. You know what I'm saying? So great. Another one with a great attitude. Um, he's like a did you big, Did you call him Dick Rap? <laughs> but you know um no nah, it, it was just you know still it was just cool meeting him at the eagles autism got to talk a little bit uh yeah i mean but hey he's he's another one like you said he could fill in that spot he could start off as a number three but you know he could always work his way to be that number two you know i mean we're gonna find out for sure there there's there's some love in the chat for for dick rod i mean dude it's it's also i feel like there's some bias in the name people love a good nickname you know what i mean and dick rod is, is really is pretty freaking good bro <laughs> classic talk about uh pretty freaking good uh getting grant calcaterra uh at a smu um you know again he's got six four he's got that size 240 pounds uh 23 years old he's a rookie um and this rookie in fact also played with jalen hurts um while he was in oklahoma for a short stint. Uh, but the interesting thing about Grant Calcaterra is uh, he, he's a guy that um, he he's modeled his game after Zach Ertz. But he, he's that guy that, you know, if you're looking for a pass-catching tight end, um, he's a guy that can give you, you know, some playmaking ability. But, you know, he, he did deal with concussions. He's a guy who uh, almost retired from football, was this close to being an EMT, he qu he quit the day before he's about to start. He realized he's like he he, he he thought to himself, "Do I do I go back? Do I do I just you know woulda coulda shoulda?" Or he he decided to transfer and went to SMU, became a big uh, part of their offense down there. So I think Grant Calcaterra has a great opportunity to get early early reps early and early and often. And if he shines out there, I think you know. But I I do think about the tight ends that played here last year, like the Jack Stoles of the world and, you know, the Dick Rods and, the, and, and such and the Tyree Jacksons. If they played phenomenally well, would they draft a Grant Calcaterra? You know, so uh, how are you guys feeling about Grant? Well, I mean, obviously my, my uh, facial expressions were, so, were starting to worry prime, but you said <laughs> something in there that really made me worried. Um, you know, for, first of all, strike one. Number 47 for a tight end. <laughs> Hate it. Is that Second, what it was? No, it, it wasn't just that. It was when Gail mentioned the fact that he wanted to be an EMT. And the first thing I thought of was Danny Watkins. 
and I'm like, all right, he's number 47. Hey, he wanted to be an EMT. He retired from the game. He's got 157 concussions. <laughs> Listen, I think the kid shows talent in his tape. Um, but like I said, that this is a very deep tight end class. And while we're like the, the guy's talent is is obvious. His size is great. 6'4, 240. But the fact that you know he he, he wanted to step away from the game. He has all these concussions. Like, it's not just me worrying about the Eagles' tight end position. It's also me worrying about his health. I Like, I don't want this guy's brains to be scrambled. If, like, you are pursuing an NFL contract because you want to get that bag, I totally get it, dude. I totally get it. You want to set your family up. But at the same time, you want to be able to walk and enjoy the rest of your life. And um, if these concussions are a serious issue, I think that he should take that into effect. But is he a football guy? Listen, man. There, there's a, Gail, we went we went to watch Brian Dawkins get inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I saw football guys that are Hall of Famers that are sitting there with rubber helmets on because their bodies just couldn't take the beating they took while they were in the league. Grant Calcaterra is coming into the league with a slew of concussions already. He'll probably get some more if he plays in the NFL. So I'm just and looking out for him and inevitably might what might happen. I mean, so you, you bring that. Huh? Are you concerned dad right now? I'm concerned dad. 27, con- concerned dad. 27, he's 23. I got to look out for the youngins, pal. I don't I don't I don't blame Evan for being concerned, you know? I mean, it's it's a risk that we ended up taking by even drafting him with all these problems that he has. I mean, look, the tight end position being rookies, I'm always excited to see these guys come in and shine because I think we've been blessed for the past few years with that, you know, that position with Zach Ertz with Dallas, even guys before those guys. Um, so it's always a position to look forward to because I feel like, it, you know, these guys that come in and fill that, that spot are clutch. But, you know, with this guy's resume, it is scary, man. I mean, the number doesn't bother me as much as it bothers Evan, but the, the you know, the concussions list and the fact that he was going to be an EMT, yeah, I mean, like, hey, bro, Danny Watkins is definitely <laughs> one to go smells, ahead and think about. It smells about. very Danny watkins I get you. I get you, man. So, you know I mean? I, I, I agree with you, man. It's it's definitely risky, especially, you know I mean, for what he's been going through already. So, you know, I, I really wish him nothing but the best. And at the end of the day, I just hope that, you know I mean, he's safe and it works out for him. We'll see what happens. So the, the dad of the group has spoken. So if Prime is concerned, all right, um, I'll be con- I'll be concerned for his health. I-, I was watching a lot of the interviews with him and just seeing that um, he he did he came to a point like he he really did the research on like his health like he and after coming to co- a conclusion like he was like I had to step away from the game. But then I was just like, okay, if you went to that extent to figure out if you were, you know, it was it's not looking good. Like for him to come back, I was like, bro, that's. That's a lot for you to come back. And I mean, it is, it is, but there's also like the mentality of you're not going to be able to play football forever. Like I get that he's a young kid and he could be weighing the fact of like, you know, it could be a risky thing, but like it's now or never to, to make it to the NFL. I, I have this opportunity at 23 years old and this window isn't going to be around for very long at all. So I think, I think that's really what it comes down to. I think he's just taking advantage of an opportunity, which yeah, isn't wrong. I just think, you know, Paul saying uh, he's going to have to wear two helmets. Now, if you guys are old enough, you probably don't remember or young enough. You probably don't remember Mark Kelso. Check out the Mark Kelso. Google Mark Kelso. K-E-L-S-O, I believe. He that had big, the doggy-ass helmet he had to wear? Biggest helmet of the century. Yeah, he looked yeah, like yeah. Uh, 
my man off of Spaceballs. You you took the words right out of my mouth. So why like, uh, <laughs> why, why do you wear this this freaking thing? Because he had, he had in head injuries. Yeah. It's it's the best looking helmet. What, what was my man from the like Percy Harvin, right? That was the dude. I mean, nice. Oh, Percy Harvin, always, yeah. Concussion. Always had concussion problems. You know, what I mean, yeah. So, like at the end of the day, it's it's risky, man. However you look at it, it's risky. Mm, mm, mm. And I mean, you just listen. Uh, are you guys, are you guys trying to look for that helmet? <laughs> I, I already I already found it. I was looking at it, but like I'm just looking at it from a perspective of like over the past ten years or so. Uh, CTE has become like a huge thing. And there's been like, dude, there's been crazy situations where guys pass away way, way before they should have. Bro, I'm and, not like, sure if you guys heard the news the other day about um, Demetri- uh, Demaris uh, Thomas. Demaris Thomas, yeah. yeah like, that's, that's exactly kind of what I was referring to, too. Yeah, bro, it's just crazy, like, man. Like, CTE is real news, bro. That was interesting because, like, I'm, I was thinking about if you were some of his teammates, you're like, all right, well, he was young, bro. So, I mean, it, it is interesting. I did, I did for the people out there, if you're listening on the podcast, you're not able to see the Mark Kelso helmet. Uh, this helmet <laughs> is the most it's ginormous. A helmet on top of a helmet, bro. <laughs> He got a helmet on top of a helmet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like as we, as we move along, I I think we are super concerned dads in here. Only one of us is a real dad. <laughs> I'm a dad to some pets, but um, moving right along. Uh, I go I go Jack Stoll, six four, two forty seven, twenty four years old, not yet in the Tybo class. Um, two years experience, but I think Jack stole a guy. You know being an undrafted free agent out of Nebraska came to this team. And it's not, it's not every day that like, you know, undrafted free agent makes a roster and is able to contribute. It's not sexy what he was contributing, but the fact that he was on there, uh, you know, being a reliable, uh, you know, uh, a tight end three or, you know, coming in and we're talking about undrafted free agent. You know his ability to beat out some of the guys that they they decided to keep. Uh, you know, talking about Travis Fogum, a guy who had a monster couple of games, and you you kept the Jack Stoll over a Fogum. You're like, really? Uh, but Jack Stoll, I think he's going to have his hands full this year because obviously they want to see more from him in the passing game. Um, can he be a reliable? Uh, you know, is he smart with the football IQ out there? He knows what to. Knows knows what to do, knows where to be. Uh, how you how you guys feel about Jack Stoll? Uh, Jack Stoll could sound sounds like a uh, a bottle of liquor. Grab me some of the yeah. Jack Stoll. It does, it does. Um, now, I mean, I, I I like Jack Stoll. I think he's a bubble guy. Ultimately, um, he, he's a guy that came in to be uh, undrafted and you know contribute the way he did. That is impressive, and that definitely gets him him some brownie points. Um, but ultimately, I don't think he is a guy that is head and shoulders above anybody else on this tight end list that's not named Dallas Goddard. Um, I think that they're all kind of neck and neck. Jack Stoll's one of those guys that could definitely earn a tight end two or three position. Um, but it's still up in the air. He's a bubble guy. You call yeah, I agree. I mean, Jack Stoll, you know, going into his second year. I mean, he's 24 years old. Going back to the graph that Evan put up there a little bit earlier, you know, what I mean, it. He's he's getting there, so maybe he could go ahead and reach that peak. 
that you know most 24 25 year old tight ends get at. so we'll see um but you know he definitely has um some serious shoes to fill in this year he's almost at that peak year 25. A, yeah. lot, a lot of tight ends come out of nowheresville in the middle of the country jack stole out of nebraska goddard out of south dakota they, they, they know how to grow tight ends out there hey man they'll be eating their weedies out there man <laughs> talk about eating their weedies or eating i don't know what um I think he needs, needs to eat a little bit more Wheaties. Uh, but J.J. Arthega, Whiteside, other known as J.Jaw, 6'2", 237. He's the lightest of the group, but he is an age 25, four years of experience at the wide receiver position. Three years of experience at the wide receiver position. Uh, J.Jaw is a guy who we actually on the show had mentioned that he should move to tight end. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he did move to tight end, I think everyone on the podcast should pat their own back. Go ahead, give it to yourself. Yep, because uh, I mean we're talking about the last straws here for his opportunity to play with the Eagles. But the fact that if you're going to keep him as a tight end three, he should be able to beat out some of these tight ends and safeties in space. Does have some size. Um, I don't know about the separation, uh, blocking. Blocking as a wide receiver is different than blocking a an edge rusher. Um, so I, I feel like uh, he, he's got everything um, in front of him to, and he's got the opportunity. But I think J. Jaw, you know, this is the fact that how much you paying him, like how much you paying J. Jaw to do what he's doing. Like you could get man's off the street, Jack Stoll, st- Jack Stoll style, instead of paying J. Jaw because look at the money, like. Are you really going to pay him that much to do what he's doing and could, could, and what he's potentially going to contribute? So let, let me start with the positives here. Um, positives being what uh, we've heard for years about what a great blocker he is. Uh, out of Stanford, intelligent. Um, but you hit the nail on the head, Gail, in the fact that blocking as a wide receiver is – 100% different than blocking as a tight end. You're, you're blocking cornerbacks that are some of the lightest guys on the defense versus blocking edge rushers and linebackers who are some of the strongest guys that are on football teams. That's, that's a huge, huge um, thing that you need to overcome. The thing is, and like I don't mean any disrespect to JJ and what I'm about to say or anything like that. Whoa, but- whoa. Listen, you usually you're going to highly disrespect the man before you say that, but go ahead. Yeah. And I totally, I totally get what I'm saying, but the point is, is that I think that this is going to be a very telling move for Howie Roseman. Um, Because I think that if Howie ends up deciding to carry J jaw onto this team, I think it'll be solely because he doesn't want to admit he was, they were wrong in drafting him. I think that J jaw would be tight end three and he's going to end up really not getting any playing time this year. And at the end of the year, we're going to step away and we're going to be like, honestly, we could have had someone contribute more for less money. And I think that's ultimately what's going to end up happening. I think JJ gets this uh, third tight end spot simply because we have a guy with a big ego that runs the team. Uh, mm-hmm. He may do things well in other respects, signing guys to good contracts, doing well in free agency, but he also still has an ego. And I think that J-Jaw is an extension of that. Um, so if Howie Roseman can surprise me and uh, put that behind him and go for a more effective option, kudos to him. My hat is off to him. I don't think that's what's going to happen. 
I think Jay Joel's going to be your uh, tight end three. Oh, bro. I don't have nothing to say. I don't know what else I can say. You guys, there ain't enough to say about Jay Joel and whatever it was. You guys pretty much already, you know, talked about it. All I'm going to say is this is it. There is nothing else after this, man. Um, You know, that whole Howie Roseman thing probably is playing a big, you know, big part in this decision on keeping him on this roster because uh, he doesn't want to admit that he was wrong. He doesn't want to admit to the fan base. You know, he, he, it's a lot on him. So he's got to do whatever he's got to do to at least try to make, you know, get some type of positive out of this. But this is it, man. Like, this is where the line draws. And if he if he doesn't feel, uh, you know, compete at this position and, and gets a spot, he, he's got to go, man. That's it. That's all I can really say about that. Now, uh, J. Joe's cap hit for this season is 1.5. Uh, yeah, he's making one million five hundred seventy-four thousand two hundred thirty-one dollars. It's probably some sense in there, but um, you know, like his his dead cap is uh four hundred five thousand dollars. Mm. So if he is is cut, um, that's you know that's, that's a drop in the bucket. You know, so I mean, you know, it's is it that bad? You know, like you. No, it's not. But, but. It's it's a matter of uh, is how we going to be able to tuck the ego aside, man. Got some money there for a bedazzled umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to the the J Jaw family that we that we hung out with last year, and uh, Prime allowed his mom to come up <laughs> so graciously, like, "Come on, Mama, Arthago Whiteside." Yeah. You know, and, and J Jaw was very, very, very nice to uh, Prime, and he said. Appreciate you, Brian, for yeah, yeah. allowing me uh, to have a moment with my my mom. Big hug after the Washington game. Uh, but moving right along, um, I have I have I have a feeling Eagle fans have a, a certain feeling about J. Joe. The comments are littered with interesting nuggets of information. Uh, I mean, but- when you when you get drafted in the second round and then you are moved around to a different position and you are fighting for your life just to make the team. After a year or two, yeah, that's like it. His his fall from grace is like if you were the like a work in the wait staff. Next thing you know, you're you got moved to the fryer later. Yeah, but but the thing is, is that you say his fall from grace. I don't think his fall was that far because I don't really think that he ever showed us like yeah like a a huge flash of like wow this guy's got something. I can't think of one play in his career where he had that. Uh, talking about a guy who also had a position change. Very exciting for him to be able to, uh, you know, keep playing. He talked about the quarterback out of Buffalo, Tyree Jackson. Mm-hmm. Big dude, man. Uh, also looks like Steven Puga, if you know Puga. <laughs> so Puga's big brother on steroids. Uh, but Tyree Jackson, 6'7", 249. Uh, he's in his second year. I think, you know, the fact that they moved on from Zach Hurts, they, they had some – they had some uh, love for what they saw in Tyree Jackson. Tyree Jackson ended up with a back injury early in in, in uh, I think it was a camp. Uh, they shelved him for this uh, for part of the season. Then ends up tearing his ACL late in the season. So Tyree Jackson, a guy that a lot of us were rooting for him um, in in his skill set and the fact that he got hurt again. You know, I, I feel like you know you come back from ACL. Not everyone comes back from ACLs. Uh, not not everyone is the same after an ACL tear, but hopefully he is doing okay. But Tyree Jackson, how are you guys feeling about Tyree Jackson coming into the season? 
You want to go first, Prime? Yeah, I mean, I'm listen, I'm big on Tyree Jackson. He was definitely impressive uh, in the beginning of last season, preseason leading into the regular season. Uh, you know, I know he had the injury at the end of the season. So, he's, you know, he's, his time is limited uh, going into the season. Uh, so it's, it, you know, it's going to be interesting, but, um, I, I'm, I'm big, man. My, my hopes for him coming back, uh, healthy, fully strong, you know, I think he's going to go ahead and definitely, uh, you know, uh, elevate himself up on that, um, on that roster spot. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing Tyree come back healthy and, and do his thing. Yeah. I, um, to be honest with you, I, I agree with prime. I think that this is honestly the tight end two position is Tyree Jackson's for the taking. Um, I think that from all the flashes and all, like, uh, obviously we heard so much uh, chatter coming out of camp last year about how he was just, you know, lighting the world on fire, how good he looked. And then on top of that, you add in his size, six, seven, two fifty. That's huge. Um, and he, you know, will be a force to be reckoned with out on the field. I think that Tyree Jackson, if, if, if he is able to stay healthy and um, you pick up where he left off last year, I think he's tight end two on this team. Uh, but if his, you know, he comes back from the ACL and he still continues to struggle, I think the Eagles would go in a different direction. Primo? Or yeah, Primo? he answered first. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I do think he, he you know, he, he's, he's coming back from injury. So, like, depending on where he is with his uh, recovery, is uh you know do you do you save a spot for him on the 53 uh cuz i mean that's what they did last year so i think they're they're high on him i'm just i'm wondering what grant calcaterra brings to the table if they if they feel like he he's more you know he, he he's you know you're talking about grant calcaterra who's already a tight end and Tyree Jackson is developing as we speak. So that'll be the interesting part. I, I will that. I will say that like I don't think that it would be smart at all to roll with a Dallas Goddard, Grant Calcaterra, Tyree Jackson type of thing. Because you've got two out of the three guys potentially could be gone from injury. You got no depth there in my mind. So I think if either one of those guys makes the, you know, the top three tight ends on the team, I don't think the other one does between Calcaterra and Tyree Jackson. Uh, would you bet? Would you, who, if you, you had a hundred dollars, who would you bet on being tight end? Uh, to Tyree Jackson or Calcaterra? Um, that's tough. Uh, I, I'm kind of my, my initial thought is I'm leaning Calcaterra just based off the fact that I think that the ACL. I think I think it's just going to be more difficult for him to come back from. I think that Calcaterra has a clear mind right now. Um, probably is you know doing just fine um, health wise, uh, but it's until he catches that first crack to the head that's just you know not good. That uh, that's where we start to see him struggle. Now Cody says honestly, I think Tyree can be better than Rogers depending on how he's coming back from these injuries. I think I think you keep Rogers on the bat phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we need you, my guy. Uh, so, Prime, I forgot that uh, money on tight end two, Grant Calcaterra or Tyree Jackson. I'm a, I'm gonna go with Tyree Jackson, man. Um, you know, I really I, I got high hopes for him, and I'm really like you know hoping that he does come back, uh, overcomes the whole ACL uh, injury. You know, I know the history on people coming back from that type of injury is not favored on his side, but look. Um, I'm confident and, you know, I'm really 
rooting for him to come back healthy and, and do his thing. Shout out to Chris, who's uh, finally moved to Philadelphia from down south. He's now a Philadelphian, working for the Philadelphia Eagles as well. Welcome to the city, Chris. Can, can we get some Eagle swag or something, Chris? <laughs> something? something? Uh, bringing up the rear, uh, we're talking about uh, this is the last guy, man. I'm almost kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a guy. We we another undrafted free agent tight end out of uh, Oregon. Or was it Oregon State? Um, yeah, Oregon State. Um, the fact that uh, you know we lost him off the practice squad, got plucked. Uh, and spent some time with that Spent some time with the Indianapolis Colts. So he yeah. has a relationship with um, Sirianni as well. Um, he, he's six four, two hundred forty four pounds. You know. Uh, you know he's a guy that they they, they wanted to develop. Um, is he is he a potential uh, player to, to to fight for the back end of the tight end position? He's he's gonna have he's he's gonna have competition, man. That that's what I like to see. Uh, that back end group, you know, is anyone super dynamic? I think if you think about it, Tyree Jackson is the guy that you're you're hoping he comes to fruition because that at that size and you know if he's got yeah. the playmaking ability, Jack Stoll is you know that's basic. <laughs> like, I mean, if it's, it, basic's not bad, but yeah, basic can be reliable. Basic can be reliable, but no, it's a guy to me. He's the dark horse man. He he's the guy that is kind of waiting in the wings right now. That if if he pops off during camp, he could be that guy. That uh, he could be that Tyree Jackson, um, or you know, the, whoever he could he could be that guy um, to fill out the roster. I think no, it's a guy. I mean, obviously, we we liked him a lot. Uh, we tried to hide him on the practice squad, ended up getting plucked. Uh, I'm pretty sure we protected him a few weeks too uh, last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but like I said, he's my dark horse. I, I think he's a guy that uh, could su- could surprise people this uh, this training camp. But with that being said, dude, I think that any one of these guys can make any one of these six guys can make the roster, which is a good problem to have. I mean, his career, his career. If, if Noah becomes a dark horse, makes the roster. I mean, that's a that's a crazy career arc. I mean, Noah's arc would be. Oh wow! You've been, uh, you've been sitting on that one, haven't you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's good. Yeah, I'm definitely definitely in need of some food. Uh, but Todd, he says, here's a scenario: if something happens to one of the tight ends, do the Eagles try and trade uh, Booby Miles uh, to AZ for Zach? Come on, man. Stop. <laughs> Would you stop it? <laughs> Get out of here. I mean, I, I think, you know, Zach Ertz is, is a beloved Eagle, yeah. ex-Eagle. You know, we, but, don't, we don't, we don't got to just bring Eagles back for the sake of bringing Eagles back. Anyway, Boopy's going to pop off anyway. I don't know about how Ev feels about that, but I think Boopy's going to pop off. And we're oh, gonna... yeah? We'll see. Boopy's popping off. I'm for it. I'm Noah's for it. arcs, you know, Noah's everything's – Everything is crazy. Now, you think it's talk- gonna be a nip slip. Yeah, you know, uh, talking about just if you're if you're de- just throwing out some scenarios out there, uh, a yes or no, or does Dallas Goddard make the Pro Bowl this year? Wow, good does question. Dallas Goddard um, make the Pro Bowl this year? And does how, how many? I'm trying to think about the other tight ends in the NFC that would uh, that would challenge him. Um, I think he does. I think he does. Uh, Gronk retired. Uh, for now. For now. 
but I, I think if he comes back, it won't even be till like midway through the year. True. Not being real. True. Um, Kittle. Kittle. Yeah, it's a tough one. But I mean, how many tight ends make it? Like two or three per I conference? I think it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. I think Goddard will make it. I think that's a yes from Evan. Yes from me. Um, it, it prime. I'm gonna say yeah. I mean, I think you know it, it's definitely in his favor to go ahead and be that top one of the top uh, tight ends this this season. Um, you know we have a lot of weapons on the team that's gonna draw a lot of attention, so that's definitely gonna open up the playing field for him. And you know that that's, that's a possibility for some uh, serious and positive stats this upcoming season. So. I, I'm, I'm in favor of him making the Pro Bowl. I'm just I'm, I'm with Evan right now, just trying to think of what other NFC tight ends, you know, are definitely going to be over him. The only one that comes to my mind Dalton right now is Schultz scare you? <laughs> really? I mean, <laughs> Paul says uh, Dallas makes it. Jimmy says yes. Uh, Cody says nah. Kittle. Uh, well, I mean, Kittle, Kittle would make it. Don't get me wrong, but that doesn't mean Dallas can't make it either. <laughs> Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't think that I don't think that Goddard would make it over Kittle. I no, just think but that I'm, he yeah. would make it in addition to Kittle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just saying, like, I really can't think of anybody else top tier than Kittle. I mean, in the NFC, yeah, in the NFC, really, yeah. That that other player that you just mentioned, Tanyan, I guess, could Schultz? be up to uh, uh, Dallas Robert, Schultz, Robert Tanyan with a uh, with Dalton Schultz. Yes, remember, remember who my other tight end? Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Oh yeah, I forgot about Kyle Pitts, but no, nah, I still see. You, you know, you remember my, who my tight end sleeper day three sleeper back in the day was? Who was that? Dalton Schultz. Oh yeah. And the fact that he he's he was a productive guy for the Cowboys. It it's you know they got him in, uh you know later round, so I feel like he he's he's worked himself into a perfect opportunity for. For sure. Well, I didn't even think about that because I mean they don't have Amari Cooper no more. You got you know CC and, and uh, well, I forgot the other dude's name. Michael um, Gallup. Yeah. So hey, I mean hey, Schultz could have a uh, an outstanding nah, year. They're well. a bunch of bums. They have no bums regardless. <laughs> uh, Will says Dallas will not make the Pro Bowl. Hmm. It's very exciting when you think about the uh, the red zone with Dallas Goddard and what what the offense is going to look like. Logan um, Thomas. Yeah, Logan Thomas. Wentz to Logan Thomas might be Wentz something I'll watch out for. You made us say the name. <laughs> uh, speak, speaking of uh, Washington, and uh, now if you guys are planning on doing a, um, a, a road trip, semi-road trip, you talk about uh, going down to um, Washington uh, for the Philly sports trips. Um, it should be a great time. Uh, I know they're they're having one in Detroit, but you know September twenty fifth, it's 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 the Carson versus Jalen Bowl, man. I, I think that should be hyped up even more. Like this is like, you know, they are. I'm sure they're friends, but they're, no, they're not. I, I mean, <laughs> I was I was doing air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> this is a competition. This is a battle of like X. Eagle quarterbacks first. It's like when we when uh, when they went down and McNabb was down there. Kind of weird scene, right? Mc, McNabb. Wh- which which game do you want to win more? Beating McNabb or beating Carson? Beating Carson. Beating Carson now, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, Mc McNabb was like 
McNabb gave us, in my mind, a whole lot more than Carson gave us, man. So, like, I, I look at it. McNabb, McNabb was at the end Damn. of the I can't believe <laughs> What did you just say, Ev? What? He gave us four straight <laughs> NFC. He didn't win the Super and Bowl. The man, and, and Carson gave us a Super Bowl, bro. He didn't. Listen, he, he, he played a part us, in it. He, he played, played a part a in it. serious part in that. 12 fucking games, bro. Come on. All right? This is enough. This is an listen, argument. Bro, I, I, listen, listen, listen. Maybe, maybe I'm being a little harsh on Carson, but the fact <laughs> is is that he left a sour taste in my mouth. I get left, it. Bro. I get it, bro. I, Just I, like I, Donovan I left a sour taste on me. You know what I mean? I, 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 get, I get that. It. I get that. And, like, I – I rank McNabb higher than Carson. Sorry. That's, that's where I stand. You think I'm crazy for that. I mean, no, I I'm just wild. like, hey, look. <laughs> he, did, he did it for longer. Consistent, yeah, more consistent, I mean. longer. Uh, but it's funny because I was like random, like some family family members came over the other day. They just out of nowhere, like, yeah, what, what do you think about this? If If Carson doesn't get hurt. Do the Eagles win the Super Bowl? And I was like, it, it's was a like, question oh. we're never, we're never, we're never going to get an answer to, bro. And, and I, 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 uh, I, I have said, no answer to that one. I said, uh, I was like, I'm not sure because Nick Foles was was magical. Yeah. What Nick Foles was doing was magical. So I, that was the perfect ride. Dude. But the but but see, like this is a topic that I really don't want to get into. But the same amount of people that had no faith in Nick. No faith in Nick are quick to go ahead and be all hyped up about Nick because Nick proved himself. But I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there. I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> now Cody says Wentz did not give us more than McNabb. I'm sorry. That's cool, Cody. Howdy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> bro, that bro, that could be an episode on its own. Like there's a lot of scenarios where it's a weird scene, dude. Like at the end of the day, just be happy you got a Super Bowl, man. I'm happy, bro. I was I was talking to uh, Jesse, the homie from um, uh, the Trent Cole camp, and he I said he said, bro, like if that Super Bowl, he's like, I'm good. I don't need to win another one. That's how jacked up the old heads are that they got one, bro. They're like, yeah, I, I'm I'm good. I, I don't need anything. He's because he's like the second one's never gonna be live up to the first one. I agree with that. I told there's nothing, you there's no, there's nothing like your first time, bro. But I'm not gonna say I don't want no more. I want more. <laughs> I'm the, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say I want more, but I'm I will agree that the first one will always be the best. Yeah, the one, first bro. one is definitely is definitely what you McCall. All right, so Cody's 27. So we're talking about what eight almost 18 years ago. So what was he nine? <laughs> he's he's my age. So I, I don't I don't understand what your point is. Like you, you think that you think that car like. You, you, your mind is warped, Brian. You, you think you think that Carson was really better than McNabb, for real? No, I didn't. No, I didn't say that he was better than McNabb. I just said he didn't give. He didn't give. All right, he didn't give what we got from him from Carson. He didn't give it. He got. He had four years, four chances to do it, and he couldn't do it. Four chances. I don't think it was just him, bro. I think I think they did they did McNabb a disservice by not putting the people around him. Paul with the uh, Blu-ray, uh, I can't even think of the word, man. VHS Blu- Blu-ray swag versus VHS. What, what word couldn't you think of? They're all there. Swag. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> <laughs> swag. Um. 
Yeah, I mean, before we get out of here, I, I mean, don't even uh, think I mean, VHS. I think they even got it on floppy disk too. <laughs> Uh, before we get out of here, make sure you guys, if you're looking for the other uh, position, position profiles, we recently did one on the wide receivers. Uh, look at the Wu-Tang Clan right here. Uh, <laughs> almost every single different style wide receiver in the house. Bring in the ruckus. Uh, also, I was watching the Dallas Goddard presser, and he also I'm, – I'm keeping tabs of how many people have shouted out Britton Covey. He also, out of nowhere, was like – he said, who's sta- who, who standing out so far? And he's like, oh, Britton Covey, without a doubt. I was like, okay, hey, Dallas. I'm just, just I'm just keeping a tally. Uh, check out the running back uh, position breakdown. I know uh, Evan had some spicy hot takes there. Uh, we did one on the QB prospects. I mean, not prospects, the QB uh, roster uh, depth. That was pretty exciting. There's That got spicy as well. So, I mean, go check out the older videos. Uh, before we get out of here, any last words? Yeah, I mean, we're moving right into the weekend. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. Any big plans? Any yeah, I, I, I got some last words. Todd, I got some last words. <laughs> what happened week 18 in Indianapolis last year versus Jacksonville? Oh. <laughs> Choke artist. <laughs> that man got some serious hate. <laughs> All right. Yeah, All right. I, just, I just want to say have a good weekend, guys. So, I mean, Ev, are you like this after bad after breakups? Are you like this? Are you jaded? You know how I am, bro. <laughs> 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 I, you're dead to me. That's, that's what it is. I don't. I don't ever want to hear anything positive about you again. You're dead to me. <laughs> Scorn. Oh man. <laughs> what about what about you, Brian? Nah, you know, uh, it's Friday. Make sure everybody has a great weekend. Um, And then going back to what uh, Gail had posted up there, a lot of people have been reaching out to us about these trips. Hey, are we going here? Are we going there? Yes, we are. But in order for you guys to really have a good time and really know, you know, feel the full effect of a trip with the Fourth and John boys, go go to Fort, uh, Philly, Philly Sports Trip. You know I mean? Hit the link. Come and, come and join us at the Redskins Detroit. Arizona game and you guys will know what it's all about so the answer to your question is yes we are going to be there in order for you guys to find out you guys got to come and join us so make sure you guys go to Philly Sports Trip and make it happen all right there it is well there's also this potential of a but like if you're going to take the bus trip to Washington fourth and John could have a bus I don't really like buses so this is this is a very interesting dilemma but we'll talk about it after the show. Yeah, but, but I mean, the fact that it's going to be our bus, though, after the show, honestly. Yeah, but I mean, like, the fact that it's going to be our bus, we have control of how things are going to be there. So don't worry about it again. But, like, it's going to be fine. Bro. This could have been an email. <laughs> yeah, sh- shout out to you, Blue Mini. Shout out to you, Blue Mini. Um, Likewise, Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last words. Were you, were you done, Prime? Yeah, I guess I am. I guess I am. <laughs> oh, how, how did you how did you bowl last night? Oh man, I, I don't even want to talk about it. it oh, that bad, yeah, huh? Yeah, it was hard. Double digits. This man's got yo. This man's got a a, a midnight green bowling ball. He's got like, oh, he's got accessories. Like how how you how you how you can bowl bad with like midnight green? I didn't I didn't I didn't bowl. bowl I didn't bowl bad. I just I didn't. You know, bowl to my potential last night. Um, so I didn't bowl bad, but you I end up didn't. in the gutter, bro. One time, one time, one time. The ball, you know, yeah, the ball slipped out of my do hand. Do you go? Do you go straight at the pins, or you curve 
curve. No, I, I got the curve. I got the yeah. curve. Is is there an is there like if you're bowling is is that better to curve it versus like I see all like the the you know top notch guys. They're always I can't curving. I can't really I can't really say. I mean it, it it depends on how well it's it's more fitting to you. I mean yesterday I was going against guys that were straight bowlers. Little little I hope they're tuning in, man. Little bitches bowling at eight pound. <laughs> Eight pound, ten pound ball, man. Like it's it's sad, but you know, I mean, like yeah. It, it, at the end of the you day, got bowling beef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That shit kind of pisses you off. Yo, I'll see though, you like, at the lanes, bro. <laughs> bowl, bowl with a goddamn ball, like a real ball, man. Like the little sissy balls is ridiculous, but so, yeah. I mean, so are you are you when you bowl a striker, you do like who do you think you are? I am. Is that do you do shit like that? I don't care. No, he's like he's like this <laughs> to whoever just uh, missed the spare opportunity. I do act like that though. I ain't gonna lie. Like you know, what I mean, we we have. I I end up going from like one side of the lane bowling alley to the other Damn. side just to go talk shit. Like yeah. Oh, AJ, AJ can bowl. AJ, okay. All right. Hey, hey, two twenty seven. Two twenty seven was my highest, but uh, two twenty four. Hey, that's good. Hey, I'm down. I'm down to bowl if you want to bowl one night. Yeah, Listen, man, let's yeah. make it happen for sure. We hey, we're for John night. There we go. Oh, you like prom's gonna flex. I, we I think can go gonna live. Flex. Listen, I'm not gonna flex. We could just go live. We could show the. You know, what I mean, we could do something. We could do something. Oh yeah, that cool. audio would be awesome in a bowling alley, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, further am yes, sir. Uh, you can. Hit up Design Tree. Uh, I'll send you a link. You can you can order one off there. Uh, Cody says, "Seen Jay Cutler on ESPN winning a championship in cornhole." Jay Cutler, the quarterback. Hey man, that's an interesting game too. Yeah. Yo, he he won a car playing cornhole, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did. I saw. It. I was there. <laughs> I bro, was I, there. I, I have no skills in bowling. But yeah, I'm, my my first game is always my best one, and then I just fall apart. Like the drinks yeah, start Jim, flowing. Jimmy, I'm with you, man. That's what these guys are talking about. I got an Eagles bowling ball. I got an Eagles bag. How how heavy is your ball, Prime? My, mine's is a 14. Mine's 14. is a 14. Yeah. Talk about falling apart. We always fall apart at the end of the show if we just go off on a tangent. Sorry, and man, it's, uh, it's, it's Friday, at. man. It's Friday. It's uh, usually food related, not bowling. Related. Yeah, uh, we're talking about random sports. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for sticking around for the the position profile. We we're, we're going to try and make it through this, this this thing before camp starts. Um, if anything else spicy comes up, I know we our other spicy podcast is the top twenty five. Oh, no, the top twenty five most important. Most, yeah, guys that'll make the biggest impact. It's not always the the best on the team, but the most important. Yeah. We, that that important. one got. Importante. That one got spicy last year. <laughs> so uh, that'll that'll be coming around the corner. If you guys have any ideas for podcasts, uh, DM one of us, and we'll we'll try to try to make it happen. Yo, we are uh, we're less than a month away from the Eagles uh, open practice. It is. I can smell it, boys. I can smell it. Five days, Lane Johnson days, bro. And there there are there are words that uh, a an open camp i mean open practice tailgate is going to be happening so get, get your stomachs ready for some cheesesteaks i mean it's practice like you you have to get ready for the real thing so i got what, i gotta practice getting back in the motion bro it's, it's practice for all of us i got i gotta go get the uh the grill looks like you know we have two grills now we got two grills now yeah 
What the fuck did that happen? <laughs> the one that when I bought down. Wait, is it a flat top? It's. You have to check it out, dude. I, I'll have to check it, it's, it's, check it out. We got two grills. All right. Yeah. All right. Do we have uh, two gas tanks? Yeah. Like it. We got we got fire. If you want to if, <laughs> if you want to grill your onions separately on the yeah. other side. I'm I mean maybe I'll just have to expand the menu this year if we got two grills. I don't know. Man, we were just totally off the rails. But shout out to y'all. Uh I'm gonna take the words from Paul, my man Paul over here. I uh, appreciate y'all and then we'll see you guys in the next one. And as always fly eagles fly enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.